What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. I believe the first episode of 2022, which is crazy. I think so. Happy New Year. Yeah. Audience. Hope everyone had a great start to the year. And, um, We are coming at you with a sort of like reflection episode, but also forward-looking episode. So we are going to talk about things that we are leaving in 2021 and things that we are bringing into 2022. So mostly like habits and kind of like mindset changes we want to make. And yeah, I'm excited about it. I feel like we... I was looking at the script and I feel like we we both did some like good reflection prior to this. So I think it'll be a good one. Yeah, I found this to be a very healing script. I got real with myself and was like, what do you really want to leave? And what? Do you, and I don't know about you, um, but I kind of like took it as like, okay, if I'm leaving this, what can I replace it with in 2022? Yeah. That's like a bit of a healthier habit or a healthier mindset to have. So yeah, hopefully you, you should do this exercise. Honestly, I feel like this would be a great like journal exercise. Just yeah. like make a list of what you're leaving and a list of what you're bringing. And so hopefully this episode kind of sparks some inspo for that for you. Yes. Feel free to use ours as inspiration, but definitely encourage you guys to take some time, you know, this week or sometime in January and do the same thing for yourself. For sure. And with that, let's jump into our week in review. So we are recording this the week between Christmas and New Year's. So yeah. it is December the 27th. 27th today. And so we just had Christmas. We haven't had New Year's yet. Um, and I wanted to give a quick update on my COVID scare because if you listened yes. to the last episode, you know that I had some close calls when it came to COVID and there was stuff that I didn't that happened that I didn't even mention in that episode that I found out about after the fact. And so Basically, I was fully convinced that I was going to test positive. I felt fine, but just like the situation that I had been in, I was in a car with someone for about 45 minutes that ended up testing positive. And so I was like, there's just no way that I'm not positive. But somehow, by the grace of the universe, I never had symptoms. I tested negative multiple times. And I'm about, uh, what am I now? Like, I'm like eight days out from that, that, uh, Encounter exposure, yeah, that that exposure. That's what I was looking for. So I'm eight days out from that. So I'm pretty sure that means I'm in the clear now, which is very relieving. Um, But I just feel like, yeah, stay diligent. So many people have it, and it sucks to go into the new year that way. So I'm sure this won't be the only COVID exposure that we talk about on this podcast, given what's going on in the world right now. But wanted to give you guys an update in case anyone was, you know, concerned (laughs) because (laughs) I feel so lucky. So, so, so yeah. lucky that I didn't have to deal with that over Christmas. Um, speaking of Christmas, do we want to talk about like some like holiday highlights? I was thinking it would have yeah. been fun if we did like a what I got for Christmas episode. You know how that was like an old YouTube thing? Yeah, yeah. But I did a TikTok if y'all want to see oh, that. Go check it out. Yeah. What were your like, I don't know, should we say like top three, top three sure. gifts? Yeah, I need to reflect a little bit. My pile's okay. over here, so I'm just going to I'll go first. <laughs> okay. I made a list on my phone. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Uh, I think my top three would be I got a new desk chair um, Ooh, nice. for work from home, 
which I haven't assembled yet because obviously it's just like in a huge box and it's easier for me to transport. I'm in New Hampshire right now, so it's going to be easier for me to transport in the box. Um, but it's the same one my boyfriend has and I like his, so I'm excited about that. Um, I got a new kettle, which I did ask for. I um, got a Breville kettle with like all the settings for different teas. So that'll be good because you guys know I drink like eight cups of tea a day. Mm-hmm. And then one thing that was um, – I guess I'm going to do four. Sorry. Um, (laughs) One thing that was a surprise I didn't ask for, but I'm really excited about is um, I have away luggage. So I have the pink uh, carry-on and like full-size luggage. And my mom got me the matching duffel that goes with it. And so it like attaches to the luggage in like a really nice way. And it's like super spacious. And I'm excited to use that as like my personal item, you know, along with that set. Yeah. So everything will match. It'd be very cute. And also I can obviously use that by itself for just like weekend trips sure um and then my boyfriend got me a kindle which i knew you knew about yeah it was funny like <laughs> yeah it was, so the funny thing is is that he texted me probably about five days before you said anything like probably yeah. within a week he texted me and he was like do you think anya would be into a kindle and i was like i think it's a good idea but i would try to gauge her like preference on ebooks versus physical books i just know that people have their camps and they tend to be very passionate about whether or not they like or don't like ebooks so i was like if you can like try to bring it up in conversation engage that and then he was like you know what i just ended up ordering it because he like got a good deal or something and he was like if i like get the sense that she's gonna hate it then like i can always just return it but i'd rather get it now and have it in case and then literally a week later he texts me a screenshot of you texting him (laughs) saying i really think i want a kindle like i've been playing around with my dad's while you were in florida yeah (laughs) and i think i could really use it and he texts me and he goes this was entirely unprompted (laughs) i was like nice you nailed it because he did the same thing last year like he thought of a gift for me and bought it before I voiced wanting it like the same thing happened with the soda stream so but yeah it is funny um so I set it up last night I'm excited about it um it has a little cover too so it like kind of feels like a book if you like hold it open like that cool so I would say those are my top um highlights for gifts received and then for gifts given I got Grant a solo stove I don't know if anyone's heard of those it's like a uh smokeless portable fire pit so we can have fires in our yard um and also wherever else he he goes camping and stuff sometimes so thought it would be good so for gifts received i would say number one i got a pair of abercrombie jeans i got the curve love i think they're the 90s ultra straight or something like that i don't know and they are as good as all the TikTok influencers are saying. Unfortunately, they're very expensive. I guess like in the grand scheme of things, they're not super expensive, but like they're not cheap. Uh, but I get it. I get the hype. They're very, very nice. I like them a lot. And for my curvy girls, because they're rigid denim, and for my girls that have a little hip, no waist, like yours truly, uh, rigid denim is tough. I like don't I don't think I own any rigid denim actually besides this pair of jeans because they're just so hard to fit into and the curved love cut actually fits into me on like my normal size. I don't have to size up freaking three sizes <laughs> in order to get it over my hip. So I love that. Um, so yeah, that's definitely one. I got black high top platform Converse. They're stunners. I really love them a lot. They're really good. 
And then I did get the six-month subscription to Book of the Month. Oh, yay. So I'm very excited about that. going to do lots of reading. My goal for the new year is to read 24 books, so two books a month. I think I can mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. So I would say those are my favorite gifts received. And then my favorite gift given is I got – or me and my brothers went in on getting my parents Hamilton tickets and surprising them, and we completely got them. They had no mm-hmm. idea, which is good because my parents are – I love them to bits if they're listening. I don't think they listen, but if they are, I love you guys so much, but you're the nosiest people I've ever met in my whole <laughs> life, and it's so hard to hide stuff from them, and I think we really got them, but yeah, so I basically put like in like a little box, I printed out a thing that said, you're going to Hamilton and the date of the show, which they're not going until April, so hopefully Omicron gets her act together by then, um, and then my brothers and I found on Amazon a two-pack of Hamilton face masks. So, like, oh, nice. They're two different like <laughs> patterns. So we put those in there as well, which I thought was really funny. And they'll actually be able to wear them to the show. Yeah. But yeah, my dad's reaction was, you can't do this. It's too expensive. I was like, well, bestie, I, I've already <laughs> You're purchased You're holding it. the tickets. So. I was like, it's been purchased. Non-refundable, my friend. So <laughs> too late. But yeah, so that's probably my favorite gift given. And then there was a bit of a drama of my brother wanted to get me a year supply of uh, CO2 canisters for my soda stream. Oh. And he bought me my soda stream, but he bought me the Terra, which is actually the only one that takes a special type of canister. Uh. Did he buy that special type? No, he did not. <laughs> and uh. they are not returnable. <laughs> oh, no. So Wait, give I- them to me. I'll buy them off you if they're the ones that fit mine. Well, so. <laughs> We ended up actually buying me a new soda stream because he was like, well, I'll take the old one. <laughs> oh, that works. It so do you have the one debacle. I have now? It was a whole debacle. Yeah. With the buttons? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a whole scene. It was very funny. Um, but he was like, I think I would end up using a soda stream. Like, I should just take the old one and you can t- get a new one. And I was like, if that's what you want to do, then we can do that. So. I was saying the soda stream revolution is very real. Like I got yeah. one, my parents got one, you got one, now your brother has one. It's a revolution. They're so good. I mean, if you like any it. sort of like soda or sparkling beverage, it's totally worth it. So anyways, that those are my holiday highlights. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, um, we're both off of work this yeah. week, which is nice. So I'm my company's actually like completely shut down. Yours isn't. You're just taking the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So got my away message on email, out of office on Teams, living Love my that. best life. <laughs> but yeah, for me, other than the holiday highlights, I've just been goal setting for the new year. I ordered a bullet journal. I think I'm going to be a bullet journal bitch in 2022. A minimalist. I'm not going to be the girl that like does the crazy because I know I'm not going to keep up with like crazy layouts and things like that. But I think it could be really helpful for like goal setting and habit tracking and all of that. So I ordered one. I'm waiting for it to come in, but I've been using my notes app and I've just, I have like one note that has like goals that I have for the new year, habits I want to form in the new year, um, in different like pages that I want to do in my bullet journal. So I'm, that's how I'm using this week. I saw an Instagram post that was like, are you the type of girl that uses the week between Christmas and New Year's to be a couch potato or to get a head start on the new year? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm a healthy mix of both. Like I try to be a little productive, but I also am not going to like force myself to do stuff because that's no fun. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's move yeah. into our favorites. 
So my favorite this week is a little random, but I'm really curious if you guys already know about this because I, I mean, I saw, okay, so it's Silk Sonic. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Bruno Mars's new duo, like R&B yeah. duo that he formed with Pac Anderson, who I didn't know who that was before, but another musician. Um, and they sing the, um, this bitch. Yeah. It's called, um. It's so smoking good. Out, Smoke the window. out the window. Yeah. And then also they do leave the door open if you've yeah. heard that one. And I just I, I guess I just thought they were Bruno Mars songs. I didn't realize that this was like a new venture of his, this new duo. But we ended up getting on like a YouTube tangent the other night watching the music videos for these and they are literally like amazing. Like really? <laughs> the production quality <laughs> is insane and they are so um retro like obviously this band is very like 70s inspired if you have seen Mm -hmm. any of the videos or anything and so they have like the most insane outfits and like hairdos and like one of them's in like a recording studio and like the the dances that they do like the little background dances are like hilarious like it's just so entertaining and it just like I feel like it goes back to like how performances like should be like it's nothing like super super flashy but it's just like genuinely like well done costume choreography performance quality like a plus and i'm just obsessed and they just released an album last month yeah so like the ones that you guys have heard and the ones that i've heard for the most part are um just like singles off of that album so yeah i want to uh, make some time during this week to listen to the whole thing because it's like so good and in a way sort of in a weird way it almost reminds me a little bit of like justin timberlake's like 2020 experience album yeah. just in the fact that he went like like, the fact that they really committed to, like, the yeah. theme and, like, the artistry of it all. Like, that's the word I would use. Like, like they committed to, like, the 70s, like, R&B, <laughs> yeah. soul, disco kind of, like, thing. And it's just so good. So if you need something to watch over, you know, the weekend or whatever, definitely recommend checking out those music videos because we were, like, so entertained. Like, they're so good. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna watch. I'm randomly so obsessed with smoking out the window. I think it's such it's a so good, good song. Yeah, it's it's, it's so amazing. Um, this bitch got me paying. It's literally just like a um, R and B version of like she belongs to the streets. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> but I'm obsessed. I'm into it. I'll watch those music videos for sure. Um, my favorite is also a little random, I would say, but it's the movie Tick Tick Boom. It's on Netflix. I believe it's a Netflix original movie. Um, it stars Andrew Garfield, who I have just such an unbelievable crush on. And I have since he played Spider-Man. Like, this isn't a new a new discovery of mine. But he's in it. And it's the story of Jonathan Larson, who wrote the book for the musical Rent. Um, <laughs> bless you. <laughs> Has that ever happened before? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, first for everything. Anyway, well. keep going. Um, but yeah, so it's about Jonathan Larson who wrote the book for Rent. And it's actually, it's an interesting movie because Tick, Tick, Boom is another musical written by Jonathan Larson that actually went to on to be like an off-Broadway production after Jonathan Larson died. Um, but they took the songs from Tick, Tick, Boom and like interwove them into the movie to tell Jonathan's story because Tick, Tick, or yeah, the musical Tick, Tick, Boom was like semi-autobiographical. Um, so it was really, really well done. The music was really great. It was funny. It was sad. Um, and yeah, I just, I really enjoyed it. I knew it was getting really rave reviews. People were saying really good things about it. So I expected to like it. 
Uh, but I can confirm that it was very good and I think it's definitely worth it. I also watched Don't Look Up literally last oh, yeah. at the time that we're recording this. Um, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen the whole thing, but my parents are watching it. So I saw little glimpses and I plan on watching it during this break. But that's what I've heard across the board. And my parents were saying they were saying they feel like when there's a really insane cast that they almost just like don't develop the story that much because they like know that it's going to be successful regardless of like yeah. how good it actually is because this cast is just like insane yeah i don't know that's if that's a good true point. but yeah i would i just think so it's a two and a half hour long movie which was like kind of crazy when i hit play and i saw that it was two and a half hours i was like that's a lot for me and i i think it could have been like a two hours tops movie i think mm. there were a lot of instances where i was like we don't really need this and i would rather like other places in the story be developed if if we're gonna have a two and a half hour movie i think that there were better ways to use that time because there were like several instances where i was like all right like let's let's get a move on here like i get it and just sad because i think the messaging of the movie was actually really really good it's an allegory for climate yeah the climate crisis if you didn't know and like that messaging was really good and really clear and i do think it like revved up those really like frustrated feelings that you're supposed to get over how like nonchalantly a lot of people treat the climate crisis but at the same time i was like people people who are already (laughs) like knowledgeable and understand the urgency of the crisis like they're probably the ones that are going to get through the movie and be like okay yeah i get what you mean but if you're trying to reach like new audiences that aren't as knowledgeable you're absolutely gonna lose them (laughs) with a Mm. two and a half hour movie like it's not gonna i don't think it's gonna resonate as Mm. much as it probably should so but that's that's the tea on that watch tick tick boom watch don't look up if you want to but like i said i was just a little a little let down by it yeah, I think I'm still going to try to make time to watch it. Yeah. But that I have heard it, like, didn't live up to everyone's yeah. expectations. Just lower so. your expectations a little. Just a little bit. <laughs> All right, let's move into the main topic, what we're leaving in 2021, what we're bringing in 2022. So I guess we'll start with what we're leaving. If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diasty in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. 
We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. Thing. Um, yes. And I think we have like 11 things each, so it makes a nice 22. Yeah. See what we did okay. there? Um, so I'll kick it off with my first thing that I want to leave in 2021. And I'm calling it like making mountains out of mole holes, especially for things outside of my control. So I'm thinking just like negative thoughts that just like aren't helpful for the situation. And I think this event, this became really obvious actually, like during this COVID scare situation that I was having because my boyfriend and I were both in the car with this person that we drove and just like seeing his like reaction to it versus mine was like very stark. And I think we're on like opposite sides of the spectrum, like, but anyway, so um, like I was just really, really mentally prepared to test positive. I was really mentally prepared to like not have Christmas and just like. I was, you know, in just, like, a negative headspace about it, I guess, even though there's, like, nothing I could do. Like, you know, like, the exposure had happened. There's literally nothing I can do to take it back in the moments when I found out that they tested positive. And just, like, I just, like, couldn't get my mind off of it. Like, it was really hard for me to focus on work. And I was just, like, doing a bunch of research of, like, when do you start showing symptoms and, like, all this stuff. And I feel like there's just a lot of situations where, like, yes, maybe, like, what happened is a big deal, but there's, like, nothing you can do anymore to change that and so like stressing out over it or like I don't know just like trying to make a huge deal out of something like you can't change anymore and like ruining the days following as a result because I really did like I ruined like the whole week basically because of (laughs) this concern that I had and like yeah it's valid to be worried I think especially given the context of like the days that were coming and like the holidays and all of that so I think that that was valid but at the same time like it's not fair for me to like ruin like my week and like everyone around me's week because of something that like won't I can't change you know what I mean like so yeah. I'm just trying to change my mindset on it like yes it happened yes it sucks yes there might be repercussions but like there's no point in like focusing all of my energy on it because I just I can't do anything so I think there's lots of situations where that would be applicable but that was like my most yeah. recent example <laughs> yeah yep it is what it is sometimes <laughs> yeah that's the I think that's the mindset I need to adopt. Yeah. yeah. I feel that. I also need I think I've gotten a little bit better at that personally, but I definitely have some room for improvement. Um my next one is kind of along the same lines, but it's leaving negative self-talk and with this I more so mean I feel like like you said you're talking about like life situations and circumstances that happen outside of yourself but affect you. And with negative self-talk, I'm more so talking about like your own mental criticism of yourself so that voice in your head that tells you that you can't do this or you look ugly today or like whatever you know it might say to you the like critiques that you tell yourself um I want to leave that behind because it doesn't do any good half the time you're lying to yourself first of all um and you're completely underplaying yourself and what you are capable of and so I want to you know really adopt a more positive self-talk track in my own head and, you know, come up with not cues, but like redirects for when I get into more of like a negative headspace of, you know, what's something I can do to bring myself back into more positive self-talk. So, yeah. Love that. Be nice to yourself. We Be might nice do an episode about that. We were thinking about that. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Um, my next one is burnout. I would love to leave burnout in 2021. Burnout, if you're listening, stay back. <laughs> like, you know, the um the fencing emoji. Like that's yeah. me to burnout. Like I'm like, stay back, back. Um, and I think I think the burnout that I experienced in 2021 was mostly job related. And I think part of it was out of my control, but I do think part of it was in my control. Like I think there were situations that happened at work with like people leaving absorbing different responsibilities and just like events and different things that needed to happen that like contributed. But I also think that I have maybe some like more control over the way I experience it than I give myself credit for. And I've kind of incorporated that in some other points in this episode. But I think there are more things I could do to avoid burnout, even if the situation like warrants it. Um, yeah. So yeah, hoping to leave burnout behind. I'm sure a lot of you guys relate especially if you're mostly remote it can be even harder to like unplug um at the end of the day and really sign off so yeah for sure my next thing that i'm leaving behind is letting myself down by not being realistic or biting off more than i can chew so again kind of going off what you're saying but i'm more so thinking and i've ta- i think i've talked about this before in an episode i'm the type of person that like want I'm like want to like change my whole life overnight or like take Mm -hmm. everything on all at once like I've never been good at delegating or you know parsing out steps yeah (laughs) yeah exactly phasing out things and as a result because it literally every study has shown that this is what will happen I end up letting myself down I end up not achieving the thing that I want to achieve or I end up having to drop things that I really did want to partake in but that I just realistically couldn't fit into my life. And I do think that law school and then leaving law school really heightened all those feelings because there were a bunch of crazy changes all at once, some very bad, some very good. Um, But I think I'm trying to use 2022 as the year of the phased approach where I really take all my goals and take all my habits and like realistically spread them out throughout the whole year and like focus on maybe one or two habits per month that I want to incorporate instead of just like trying to re revamp my whole life all at once. So leaving that sort of all or nothing instant gratification Mm. type of mindset behind in 2021 and focusing on, you know, establishing sustainable goals. Love that. I think the instant gratification is a good way to summarize. Yeah. Achilles Um. heel. (laughs) my next one is simple it's endless tiktok scrolling you know i've had tiktok for like two years now i think i got it in 2019 like december of 2019 and while i can honestly say it does bring me a lot of joy i think it also brings me a lot of anxiety especially like when your for you page like gets to be a lot of like i don't know a lot of news or like like upsetting content and like you just keep scrolling and so i'm definitely gonna like follow I definitely have limits on it and I just like always dismiss it but I'm gonna try to actually follow that when it pops up um just so that I can stop like doom scrolling and also wasting time because I genuinely spend so much time on TikTok and I think that's okay on weeks like this where it's like downtime but like I'm sitting here wondering why I don't have enough time in the day to like do the things that I want to do and then I'm like well how much time did I actually spend on TikTok (laughs) a lot so trying to get better with that both for my like mental state and also just for like my productivity levels because it's so easy like when you just have a second it's so easy to just like open tiktok and like watch like 10 videos really quick you know what i mean so yeah 
Oh, Bestie, I know what you mean. (laughs) Because it does bring me a lot of joy. Like, I I had some good content on there. Good jokes, good audios, like, cute animals. But overall, I think it's getting to a point where it's, like, doing more harm than good, Mm -hmm. I'm sad to say. So, trying to work on that. (laughs) I know what you mean. I really do. (laughs) Um, The next one, this kind of goes along with my last, what I'm leaving behind. But it's just overall feeling disorganized and chaotic. Because again, I think I had a year of, what was that Kylie Jenner meme where it was like, that was the year of like realizing things. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Loki, Kylie, yeah. I see you. Like Kylie to Kylie, we see each other. <laughs> I get it. Um, so yeah, but I think this past year I realized a lot of what I don't want, a lot of what I do want. And it was just like a lot of transitions and changes. And I mean, essentially my life at the end of the year looks completely different from what my life looked like at the end of the year. Um, and so I'm giving myself a lot of grace for the fact that a lot of the time I felt disorganized. I felt chaotic because it was kind of a disorganized and chaotic year. And that's what, you know, big transitional years are supposed to look like, but I don't want to feel that way all of the time. So I think, you know, approaching my life, approaching the goals and the habits that I want to create in a more organized way will help me, you know, feel like in my day to day, I have sort of a grip, I have the routines that I want to, you know, implement to help sort of relieve that chaotic feeling and can just really get settled into like the nine to five, working from home, all of that sort of life now that I know it's definitely here to stay. And I'm not going to be a student anytime soon. So and that's on bullet journaling. Thank you. Yes. And that's why the bullet journals coming into play. Um, and when you, this is very random and off topic, but when you mentioned Kylie, it reminded me, I saw on TikTok this morning, um, did you see the Kardashians like gift wrap thing? No. <laughs> Apparently every year each Kardashian picks a like signature gift wrap to wrap all of their gifts in, which like I love that first of all, iconic. Yeah. Um, but I saw this TikTok, I'll send it to you, where they like went through each Kardashian's um gift wrap choices and it was really interesting like they'll have like they pick a theme basically um yeah and so kylie was was actually kind of like a um flamboyant like santa (laughs) so anyway (laughs) i'm like and this is how tiktok gets me you guys (laughs) um my next one is this is sort of reminds me of what you were saying earlier with like the instant gratification thing but i feel like it's a little Mm -hmm. different so I feel like a lot of times I wait for like the perfect timing or like perfect most ideal situation to do things. And this could go for like literally anything, like whether I want to start something like big and new or literally just like planning when I'm going to go to the store. Like I'll I'll check Google Maps and if there's like minor traffic, I'm like, oh, I'm not going. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I, I try to optimize so much of my days and like of my like life that sometimes it's just like not realistic and I end up just like not doing things. <laughs> um, and my boss phrased it well. We were talking about kind of this habit and she was saying that it's like letting the perfect be the enemy of the good. So like letting that. something be, letting the idea of something being perfect get in the way of like doing it at all or like doing it well. Um, so I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I feel like it applies in like lots of, lots of situations. Food oh, yeah. for thought for everyone. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> um, my next one is leaving behind working out because I feel like I have to or and or 
believing a good workout needs to be hard, it needs to break like a huge sweat, it needs to be a personal record type of workout, so on and so forth. Um, I think I want to give myself credit because I think as far as, you know, body image and diet and working out goes, I've personally made a lot of progress within myself. But I definitely found, especially this past year, as I like kind of had a bit more free time and got more into working out, especially like the idea that when I work out, like I have to be dripping in sweat. And if I'm not sore the next day, like I didn't work hard enough, like kind of those mentalities I feel like aren't really talked about, but they're equally as unhealthy. Like moving your body is moving your body and that's good. (laughs) Whether or not you broke sweat, didn't break a sweat, or sore the next day, or not sore the next day, got a personal record for, you know, whatever it is you're doing, or didn't, like, I just want to leave that idea behind, that, like, if I didn't sweat, if I didn't work the hardest that I possibly could, that means I didn't get a good workout, because a good workout is just a workout. It's just moving your body. That's good. That's all you need to do. And you don't even need to do that if you don't want to. So I want to leave that sort of mindset behind, and yeah. Definitely. And kind of going off this one, I think, I feel like I sound like a broken record with this because you guys know that just like the entire time we've had this podcast, I've been working on like finding a healthy workout routine and like eating healthy. Um, But in general, I feel like when things get busy or stressful in life and with work and stuff, I always let prioritizing my health be like the first thing to go like on like the hierarchy of needs. That's like always the first thing that I push aside basically. Um, and it's not that I don't want to do it. Like I do feel motivated to do it. And in, you know, this week where we have time off, like I'm literally wearing workout stuff right now. Like I'm going to go on the treadmill after this. Like I'm excited to do that, but I just feel like for some reason I can't make the space for it when there's other things going on. So trying to, trying to work on that ongoing journey. You guys know, I probably mentioned this in like every goal type episode we've had, but that just goes to show sometimes, sometimes things take a while and that's okay. We're all works in progress. <laughs> Is that Love the that. saying? <laughs> um, my next thing that I want to leave behind in 2021 is comparing myself to others. Um, I won't speak too much on it because I have some things to say that go more so with what I'm bringing into 2022. But yeah, comparison is the thief of joy. So it's just no good. It does you like it does you no good. It doesn't help mm-hmm. you in any sort of way. It kind of goes along with the negative self talk. We're leaving it behind. We're not bringing it with us. Bye. Bye. Um, My next one, I feel like kind of goes along with um, what you said earlier on the like biting off more than you can chew thing. Mm -hmm. And it's making my to-do lists too impossibly long. This is something that I do actually every single day of my life, (laughs) especially (laughs) days that I'm working. Like I just let kind of everything that needs to get done, like, you know, pile up into one list. And I just feel like it's never possible to get everything done and I know that but I still try to and I still tell myself that I will and I still put it all on the list and I think I just need to get better about like prioritizing like okay like triaging essentially like what absolutely needs to happen today what can happen tomorrow like and just going from there because I definitely like leave every day like a little disappointed that I didn't get every single thing done and it's just like it's not that I'm not trying or like I'm not being productive or working hard enough it's just that they're actually like is not enough time in the day and I'm not being realistic with what I'm expecting myself to accomplish. So trying to be more realistic, like do yeah. do some more triaging and like maybe giving myself like three to five things tops that like need to get done yeah. instead of like 20, which like will just inevitably never 
happen. So yeah, tea. That's the tea. So my last thing that I'm leaving and the last thing in the leaving in 2021 category is external validation. I feel like this one isn't, you know, a huge surprise for me. Obviously things like, I don't know, grades are a huge form of external validation. And I'm sure one that a lot of our audience can resonate with, or maybe it's your annual review or, you know, whatever it may be. Obviously, you know, there's forms of external validation that you kind of do need to take seriously. I'm not encouraging you to not take your grades seriously, to not try hard, like things like that. But also external validation cannot be your only system or form of validation in your life. You need to be able to validate yourself, validate your own work ethic, your own capabilities, and all of that fun stuff. So I'm leaving that behind, working on establishing that system of internal validation and sense of self so that even when the external validation doesn't exactly reflect what I would want it to, I have my own strong sense of self to ground myself and remind myself of what I did achieve and what I am capable of. And yeah. Important. It is. So now we're going to move into the things that we're bringing into 2022 and I'll kick it off with the first one. So for me, that is intentional rest. So I feel like for a long time I would, I don't know, I feel like I used to kind of confuse like resting with like laziness, I guess. And so I feel like um, I've kind of adapted this new mindset of like intentional rest and like knowing that like you're dedicating X time to rest, knowing that it's going to make you more productive, you know, in the end. Um, And so trying to just like reshift my mindset on like laying in bed for two hours is not being lazy. It's helping you recharge and like be ready to tackle your next thing. So yeah, I guess just like putting more intentionality behind not scheduling things. Yeah. Reframing what is productive, some oh. might say. Oh, some might say. <laughs> some might say. Um, the first thing that I'm bringing into 2022 is positive affirmations and positive scripting. Um, so I did start diving into affirmations and almost like law of assumption types of exercises and mentalities towards the end of 2021. I do think it's really helpful. Um, I mean, it's brand new to me to assume that everything's going to work out. Like I, in fact, assume <laughs> Never the heard opposite. Of it. <laughs> um, but Rude. again, negative self-talk, making mountains out of molehills, it hasn't served us <laughs> in the past. So might as well try assuming <laughs> that things might work out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just doing that and then positive scripting, which is like a journal exercise um, where you essentially are like visualizing, but you're talking about things that haven't happened yet as if they have already happened. So it goes hand in hand with law of assumption, manifestation, all that woo-woo fun stuff that Anya and I just love. Um, but yeah, and especially my bullet journal, we're scripting up a storm in there. I can't even wait. Did you say mountains out of mole? Okay, what is the saying? Because I think I said mountains out of mole holes. Is that not right? Is it oh, mountains is it, out it of mole hills? It might be mole holes. Oh, I don't Let know. I don't look. know who's right, but I think we said different stuff. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. <laughs> Mountains out. Is it molehills? Yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. Like, it would make more sense that you're, like, comparing a hill to a mountain and not a hole. But ignore everything I said in the first Anyways, half of this busy. episode. Thank you. <laughs> 
Um, my next thing that I'm bringing into 2022 is waking up early to have more time for myself. So I'm not someone that like naturally loves to wake up super early. I would say I'm a, I naturally wake up like around nine nine thirty when I let myself. Um, when I let myself, you know, sleep into like the natural extent. And so it's always hard for me to like force myself to get out of bed earlier than I'm inclined to, especially on a work day. But I am always happier when I do it. And I just am not in so much of a rush. We've talked about this before, but like one of my biggest pet peeves is like having a rush in the morning. I just hate that scrambled. And I feel like it sets you up for like a really, I don't know, just unpleasant day in general, at least for me. So I'm trying to make it a habit to wake up like 30 minutes earlier than I typically would want to just because I know it's going to like set my mindset up for a better day. I can have some more like time drinking my coffee, just spend some more time like relishing in the morning before I need to like jump into all my tasks. So kind of started that this year, but I think it'll be beneficial. Yeah. Early morning gang. Love that. Yeah. (laughs) Not even like that early, but earlier. (laughs) I'm like, you don't want to be psychotic like me? Crazy. Um, My first – or that's not my first thing. My next thing that I'm bringing into 2022 is – and I kind of talked about this – strategies for implementing sustainable habits. So again, you know, I have a list right now, like I was saying on my phone, of I think 11 or 12 habits that I – like in a perfect world, I would do these 12 things every single day. And I think, you know, when you think about it, you're like, oh, 12 small things, especially when half of them are like – floss and stretch Mm -hmm. for five minutes you're like that seems like such a small thing to like incorporate into your day but we're we are creatures of habits some may say so if you don't already have those habits and you try to just flip them all and implement all these new things it's natural for you like psychologically to be like no no revert back revert back do what you were doing before so I think my goal right now is if I have 12 habits then I should you know attempt to implement one each month And so maybe January, I'll focus on, okay, I want to floss every single day in January. And this is just an example. Um, And now, okay, by the end of January, it should be part of my normal routine to floss. So I can bring in February, I'm going to stretch every day before bed, so on and so forth. Insert your own habits that you want to implement there. But I'm hoping that by the end of the year, I'm able to look back and be like, oh, wow, even if seven out of the 12 end up being sustainable. I'll tell you what, besties, it's better than what I'm at right now. So hoping that it'll be a more sustainable uh, approach to it all. Yes, definitely. My next one is to prioritize a clean space and a cozy space. So I would say I did largely do this in 2021. Um, And you guys know, if you've been listening, I moved into my apartment mid 2021. And it's just always super important to me, especially in the morning, I feel like to wake up to like a clean space. Like I feel like when I wake up to like a disorganized space or like dishes still out from like last night, it just puts me in like the worst mood. So trying to prioritize really doing that like closing shift before bed Mm -hmm. so that I can wake up to a nice like refreshed space ready to go. And just like implementing all of the like huga elements, especially this Mm -hmm. time of year. I don't know if you guys are familiar spell h-y-g-g-e i think essentially just like the scandinavian concept of like coziness and like living comfortably and like warm you know during the winter so trying to incorporate all of those cozy little things that like make your existence more pleasant especially uh in the first half of the year so 
yeah, I kind of want to like try to make cleaning a hobby. Like I know for some people it is. And I just feel like I, I always thought I could like never be one of those people, but I feel like it is kind of like a mindset thing of like making it, I don't know, like thinking of it less as a chore and more of like something you get to do because you like want to take care of your space. So maybe that's a little ambitious because I'm really not at that point right now, but I would love to be someone that loves to like scrub grout. That would be great. So (laughs) (laughs) mindset over matter, bestie, or mindset over everything. I don't know what the saying is. Anyways, (laughs) Um, my next one, and again, I've talked about it, so I won't chat too long, but bullet journaling. I think for me, you know, the transition from being a student to being a full-time employee working nine to five has really been just like figuring out a planning system that works really well for me. You know, I had a really great system that I really loved as a student that helped me stay productive. Uh, But I have had a bit of uh, a bumpy time trying to figure out how to translate that into nine to five because it really is different. And so no like pre-templated planner has really given me exactly what I'm looking for. So I figured I might as well just start from scratch and make make my own that I know will work for me because I know what I'm looking for and then we'll be good. And like I said, I'm not going to be the type that does like the crazy, beautiful, Pinterest-worthy spreads because again, I know that's not something that I'll be able to keep up with. So it'll be a very minimalist bullet journal, but I hope it'll be a functional nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, kind of like Margot Lee style. Yeah, exactly, exactly. My next one is celebrating all the wins, big or small. So I feel like I'm pretty good at celebrating like big wins, like when people in my life get like a promotion or, you know, a new job or all of those types of things. But I want to also be better about celebrating like the small things for myself and for other people. So even just like, I don't know, I have a lot of days that I look at in my calendar and I'm like, oh, that's going to be like quite a day to get through. And I just think like treating myself at the end of that day, like knowing that I did get through it and like the day was a success, whether that be like, I don't know, a little Prosecco or like a bath or something, just like something to look forward to, to like celebrate just like the little things, I think will be a good habit to bring into 2022. For sure. I love that. My next one, and again, this kind of goes with um, leaving behind you know, expectations with working out is to prioritize mindful movement and using exercise really as more of a tool for my mental health than my physical health. I think that, at least for me, I don't want to speak for anyone else, but I think that could be a really helpful mindset for me to take into this if I am someone who wants to be more mindful with my movement and focus on just solely moving more as opposed to like breaking a sweat or, you know, so on and so forth. Because I think most people can agree, scientists included, that exercise and movement is so huge for your mental health. It helps tremendously with things like anxiety, <laughs> which yours truly has. And so I think like I I know how I feel after I work out. I feel very, regardless of what type of workout it is, you feel accomplished. It's time away from your phone and away from work and all of that stuff. So I think just using it as like, okay, I'm going to work out today to get away from my screen, to limit my screen time, or because I'm feeling a little stressed at work and I think it'll get me off of that, so on and so forth, I think could help me get into a more positive mindset as far as working out goes. Definitely. I like that reframing. Yeah. Um, And I'm sorry if you hear my 
cat as you guys know i'm home in new hampshire (laughs) (laughs) she used to do this all the time so here she is again she's not very pleased she's not allowed in the room right now so you might hear some (laughs) frustrated meows but um okay like can you hear that like her little i can't no but i saw you smirking and i was like is she smirking at me i think no no no, smirking at masha she's yeah she's scratching on the door right now just wait like 10 minutes bestie yeah we're almost done (laughs) 10 minutes (laughs) Um, so my last one, last thing that I want to bring into 2022 is more ownership over my own schedule, over my own calendar. So this goes a little bit back to the burnout thing that I was talking about that I want to leave in 2021. Like I said, I think some of those aspects were out of my control, but I think one of the things that is more in my control than I realize is my calendar. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are going to be like standing meetings that I need to take at certain times or like external meetings that like can't be moved around or whatever. But I think in general, the thing that has stressed me out the most is just like not having time for like focused work or like working on things that I can be proud of because I feel like I'm just in meetings so much of the time. And so during the first week of January, when we're back online, one of the things I want to do is like really just do like a schedule overhaul, like take a look at like where I'm spending most of my time, what could be reduced, what could be an email instead of a meeting. Um... And this might sound crazy to people that work at like larger companies because you just, you know, if it's like a corporate situation, you might have absolutely no control. But um, I do work at like a pretty small um, organization and I do have like more autonomy in that space. So I can do that. So I need to take more advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, for example, I have like one block of time during the week where like I meet with, you know, six startups it's like a a calendly block that I have and it's like well is that really the best way to do it like should I do you know two meetings on three different days of the week to like optimize it like I just think there are things that I could play with more and things that I've just like taken for face value because that's like how they have been but I think I do have more control than I'm giving myself credit for right now so I think I can make my days better by playing around with things like that so yeah We love a reflection. We love that. <laughs> um, my last thing that I'm bringing into 2022 and the last thing in this episode is celebrating other success and remembering that even when other people have a successful moment, they are still a side character in your story. I think this needs some explanation because I, I hope this doesn't come off wrong, but I actually thought of this one after watching a YouTube video where someone kind of expressed the same mindset. So I don't think I'm alone in this, but I... A habit of mine that I don't love is that when other people are in like a successful phase in their life or have big wins, and especially if I'm not having as much success or as many wins for myself, there is a little bit of jealousy that sneaks in. And it's never the type that's like, why are they getting that? They don't deserve it. Like, I'm not that type of envious. That's like, that's a little toxic in my opinion. If you are having that, I think you do need to do a little bit more reflection. Um, But it is more so like a oh, Anya's going through like a really great phase in her life. Like, why isn't that happening for me? That's never going to happen to me. Again, very negative self-talk type of stuff. And it does you no good. I think it's important to celebrate everyone's successes. They don't undermine yours in any sort of way. They don't mean that you're not going to have a successful phase in your life or have those successful moments as well. We're all just on our own timelines. We're all doing our own thing. Um, And then the remembering that even when other people have a successful moment, they are still a sad character in your story. This is like almost verbatim what the person in this YouTube video said. And I just thought that was really important because, you know, it is your story. And even like 
when you're watching a TV show, like there's times where the main character is really struggling and all the characters around her are getting into a new relationship or got a promotion at their job or, you know, whatever it may be. And the main character still ends up thriving most of the time, thriving and getting what they want and being successful in the end. So yeah, just reminding myself of that and not letting other people's success or feeling like I'm behind on my own timeline because other people around me are on different timelines feed into that negative self-talk. Like just focusing on being happy for others and again, assuming for myself that things will work out even if my timeline doesn't look the same as those around me. Yeah. When I saw this one, I was like snapped because I really liked the way that this was put actually. And it reminds me a lot of, I don't know if you listened to this episode of middle ground um there's a podcast called middle ground you guys should check it out um but it's called different paths just means more to celebrate being a cheerleader 101 and it's from november 8th and it kind of reminds me of what you were saying i think they focus more on the first part like yeah recognizing that like other people's wins doesn't mean you've failed yeah um so yeah go check it out but i like that yeah and with that that is everything that we are leaving in 2021 and bringing into 2022 and I'm really excited for this year I'm personally of the mindset that my year literally cannot be worse than 2021 (laughs) so I'm like I'm like careful famous last words (laughs) I know fair enough fair enough I'm like hey universe please (laughs) I beg no I'm kidding I think it'll be a good year yeah and you know if nothing else we'll be coming out with episodes every Tuesday so you got that to look forward to very true You guys know what to do. You can follow us on Instagram, submit to our anonymous suggestion box, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you want to see from us this year. Send us a DM. Do you want to be a guest? Let us know. Do you have an idea for a guest? Let us know. A topic? DM us. Let us know. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And with that, let's have a great year, hotties. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.